calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, this is Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Haltings Podcast. Yeah, we got a really exciting episode tonight. If you haven't already, go back to episode three and give that episode a listen to, because we've got our first repeat guest of the season, Teresa the Medium. And we've also got another guest uh, here, Catherine. Catherine from episode two. Go ahead and listen to that. Um, for our casual listeners, maybe just fill them in on how you know Teresa the Medium. Give them the like quick summary. Well, I lived in Oregon for a little while, uh, while working and she worked with me at a nursing home and just every conversation we had, she'd talk about, you know, her life as a medium and just different things that she was becoming more in tune with friends she was helping like visions she would get spirits she would see of course I am not 100% convinced I feel a little more spiritually connected but I've been warned in many ways about you know just the whole life of mediums and that kind of thing anyways just based on my experience she's just one of the nicest friends I've ever met very supportive and in the end of that podcast well you'll have to listen it has to do with reuniting my family Definitely download, listen to it, and even write a review of it. And so today she's going to actually do a reading for us. We're about to call her and you get to hear all of it. We have no idea. You know, she just kind of started interviewing people and giving them readings. She does some over the phone. Um, so we don't really know what to expect. Part of me is super skeptical. Part of me is super excited. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm very curious to see if... Somebody can do a reading over the phone. I'm curious to know if somebody can do a reading in person. So over yeah. the phone <laughs> feels like such a leap. I don't really know how this is going to turn out. I know that I think we all really enjoyed interviewing her on her episode. She had some great stories. There were some moments that still stick with me from those stories, talking about seeing the guy in her doorway when she was a kid and mm -hmm. her mom running through or the crazy incident in the bathroom, just, just all these instances of seeing physical forms of ghosts, which I think fascinates me the most. She also told stories of 
goes talking to her uh, regarding people that came over to see her and mm-hmm. passing on information. So we'll see if she's able to do that over the phone. But yeah, it'll be awesome either way. I, I can't wait to talk to her again. I, I will say for everyone listening, I, I've been friends with her for five years, but she really doesn't know that much about my life. And I recently have blocked her on Facebook. So in case she got it, you know, in case anyone out there is thinking, oh, maybe she stalked you on Facebook and found all this information. I kind of went the extra step just to put that out there as well as we don't really know who she's going to read. Uh, she asked us not to tell her, give her a name or give her anything. So she's just going to call and direct this thing. Are either of you like expecting a spirit to come through? I know for me, well, first of all, I'm a little skeptical about readings anyways. Uh, although our last chat with Teresa, I thought was really incredible, but I, I haven't had like anyone too significant in my life that I've lost. So I, I feel like the reading may not be directed towards me, but how, how is it? How y'all feeling? Well, I think if, if I could just like pull somebody out of thin air, cause that's where ghosts live, right? Uh, <laughs> I would pull either one of my grandfathers. They both passed away when I was really young, like one or two. So be cool to know anything from them or about them. Also, there was uh, somebody who helped raise me as a child who passed away when I was like a junior in high school. That meant a lot to me. Y'all, the lights just flickered. (laughs) They did. Um, So that would be really cool too. But again, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, we'll just have to see how it goes. I have kind of been surrounded by death for a long time in my life, just with work and family and family members of friends and etc. So I'm kind of just open to whatever happens. I did bring a few pieces of jewelry from my grandmother, my dad's mother. I read somewhere that I don't know, think about them throughout the day and bring an item of theirs. I don't know. I usually just think about myself because I'm selfish. <laughs> so maybe it, it probably won't be me. All right. Should we do this? Yeah. Let's yeah. give her a call. All right. Here we go. Hey, lovely. Hey, Teresa. So We'll kind of just let you lead this if you're up for it. Who am I? Who am I reading? One person there, or what's the what's the plan? Um, we don't have a plan. Yeah, it, is that helpful? Or do you need us to pick some someone? I think Spirit already picked somebody. So whoever you feel um, there needs the message, that would be the person that Spirit's kind of guiding me towards. Okay. Okay. Great. And don't be afraid or anything. If anybody has any doubts or anything, just let it be. Don't be freaked out or anything like that. Just let, if you really feel it in your heart, just step forward and say me. So since yesterday, I have felt a brother energy with me. So who am I reading? I feel like I'm stepping forward. Okay. You want us, you guys feel called. We're not really sure. I have two brothers uh they're both alive i don't know that, <laughs> um, uh, i can think of two brothers that are not mine but are significant to other people in my life that are close to me because i feel a very strong brother energy but it doesn't always mean brother it could be like a best friend feeling too like he was my bro so always remember that so if i say brother that could be oh my gosh that was my best friend and i, I considered him my brother does okay. that relate to any, does that relate to anybody there not, not me. And Kat, you said what about, you know, people who lost brothers? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I did, I mean, I'm, I'm doing somewhat with names sometimes, but I don't always get names. But I, I did feel a Brian energy. Does that relate to anybody? That was just a little while ago. Brian just kept on popping out in my head. I'm like, okay, I'll write it down. Uh, no, 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 Brian's. Okay. No, I don't think so. How many of you are in the room right now? There's three of us. 
All right. Let me see. Um, okay. So cat, this could be for you if it was the energy for uh, a brother energy to somebody that you knew. Um, and there's two you said on the other side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Let me see if they're going to say anything. It's just a very constant energy next to me. Literally since yesterday, I'm like, I'm recognizing you, but I'm not going to communicate with you because you're going to drain me wow. <laughs> until the uh, the reading. They'll just keep pounding me. So I just kind of had to keep putting them aside. And so I'm letting him step forward to see what's going on. I do see a car. Was there a car accident with one of them? No. Was one of them, was one of them driving or related in a car? Was there showing me a car? Hmm. Or is somebody that you know driving their car? That's come up too and um, in readings. Um, yes, but it's you when you said the brother energy, you said it could be a sibling best. or a best friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know a very strong sister of someone who died in a car accident. Okay, so it's a female energy that died in the car. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure this out. I think I've pushed them aside so far. I'm having a hard time now, but step forward. Um, let me kind of get his energy up forward here. There'll be a lot of hesitations. I'm sorry. There's just a lot of, uh, I'm trying to see pictures in my head and feel things and stuff. So no, you think I have to, I, yeah, I have to be silent. Oh, no worries. <laughs> we're totally fine. And we're totally fine and chill here. Were any of these energies uh, associated with education? Was somebody a teacher or trying to be a teacher? I keep on saying, hearing a teacher, a teacher, a teacher. Kind of uh, the the per- the person who this energy would is would be a sibling to was a teacher. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to get that court that connection. So mm-hmm. the female mm-hmm. is the teacher. Okay, and this would have been her brother. They would both what? be female. The one that died in the car crash was a female. Okay. Okay. As well as the teacher. Okay. Is there one sibling left? Was there, did you say three people? I did not say three people, but there is one sibling left. Yes. Okay. How many died in the crash? Uh, She was the only one. She died. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a sibling left. Is there a brother left? Mm Mm-hmm. That's maybe why I'm hearing the brother, brother, brother. Okay. <sighs> so hard sometimes to figure out these spirits. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're, <laughs> the only way to explain it, I feel like they're kind of wasted. I'm trying to understand them. <laughs> that's so, uh, yeah, that's funny. Do you get a spirit <laughs> drunk tiles? <laughs> Is that a good analogy? They're kind of wasted and I'm trying to understand their, their you know. Or somebody with dementia. And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to figure you out. But you're not, you know, giving me the clear, you're not giving me exact clear messages. And one of them is making me very, very warm. Oof. Um, oh, wow. Just like that total overheated there for a minute. That was weird. Um, do you know this brother very well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Does he have something hanging in his rearview mirror of his sister? Because I keep on seeing the rearview mirror. Usually when they show me that, there's like a little something in the rearview mirror or a little angel pin or something like that that reminds them mm-hmm. in the car. Um, would you know something like that? I wouldn't know. I okay. wouldn't know that. 
that's something to ask because yeah. she because she's showing. Uh, I'm seeing a symbol of, of in the car, a little memory, a memorial, memorial thing, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And she they won't let me kind of get rid of that, so I had to at least say it. Okay. Um, is there a Carol associated with anybody, or a Lonnie or Lorraine names I got earlier? I have a, a Lorraine. Kind of not related to the that car. situation, right? The car situation. Okay, so I'm not getting much off the car situation now. She's not really. I think it's because there's not going to be a lot of validation, mm-hmm. depending on how well you know this person. It would be somebody that would maybe have to call me uh, directly, like the brother, okay. so that I can kind of because he's going to be more. It'll be more specific to him. Yeah, um, it's hard because they'll kind of stop communicating with me if there's not enough validation. Yeah, they so are. I just don't know how much I'm allowed to tell you. If I hit on something, say yes, that's relatable. I will go back to Kat and Lorraine. Um, did they call her a funny nickname? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I kept on feeling like Lonnie or la 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 la. I can't. <laughs> it's not coming off my tongue. Can I say it? It's like la 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 la. I don't know what they're trying to say. Can I say I it? Yeah, you can. Lottie? Lottie. Okay, because it wasn't rolling off my tongue because I don't have a frame of reference to it. Uh-huh. So it was it was Lottie? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I wouldn't have got that. I've never heard of a Lottie. But I. But she said the nickname, the nickname, the nickname. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay. Uh, okay. Um, I felt an ant energy earlier. Was that an ant or somebody like an ant to you? I don't know if this is the same person that felt like an ant, but I wrote down ant below it. Does um, that make sense? Lottie is a great aunt, and the person I thought you were talking about earlier was my aunt, my mom's sister. Oh, okay. Um, so lots of, and, lots of Lorraine, aunt energy there. Are Lorraine and Lottie the same person? Yes. Okay, the nickname for that. Okay. And this was your aunt. Great, great aunt. aunt. Mm-hmm. Great aunt. Okay. So your great aunt's uh, name was Lorraine Catherine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So Lorraine did come to, okay. So she was one of the, she was like the second, uh, she was the second name that I wrote down. So she kind of is more of importance for some reason she wanted to come through. This had nothing to do with the family Margaret side. This was more that you knew along the way, correct? Mm-hmm. This was the energy that was you were connected to growing up. Because she's associating you with memories. So, and I know that family that you found out you had from Margaret's side. Right. You wouldn't have had that. So, yeah. Right. So, that's so what she told me. This is she's not. just like, mm-hmm. yeah, the memory side. Did you guys do like a family thing? And she was a big part of it. I feel like a, almost like an organizer of it. I keep seeing pies and things like that. And that mm-hmm. usually tells me that they liked to organize and have like food out. Uh I mean, I'm pretty sure she was a huge uh, advocate for our reunion that we would have every two years. Every two years, okay. Um, and she died when I was real young, so I'm sure she's okay. still not going to have a lot of memories there then. Mm-hmm. But okay. I yeah. feel like you're going to see a picture of her in all white. I don't know if it's a white apron or what it is, but I keep seeing all white and her like with food in front of her like pies or something like she was uh very known for does that make sense mm-hmm. so maybe check into that with your family is this your dad's side mm-hmm. okay 
I'm seeing paternal. Um, ask your dad for those pictures because she said ask dad. So um, I feel like there's going to be like a specific picture. She, you might even be in it with her, like even not as the main picture person in the picture, but maybe off to the side, but you're smiling at or something or some big smile, some big grin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of look for that. I kind of feel like she's directing that and I don't know what, what purpose for, maybe just the memory um, or just a validation. I'm not positive. Um, okay. But uh, hers is more, um, the family was just really important to her and mm-hmm. that um, she likes it to be carried on. I feel like you guys are still doing your reunions and uh, she smiles. It's a, it's a big part of her. Is that, is that something you guys are still doing? Uh, it's something we haven't done in a while, but have recently been like, why haven't we done this side of the family's reunion? Yeah, that's her. <laughs> She's given that little nudge. So we got to listen to spirit because she mentioned that for a reason with the reunions. So to her, it's like continue, continue, continue. This is usually why a spirit comes through to even communicate anything at all is to say something specific and that is her specific that's her message to you so I almost feel like she's kind of giving you a little tap on the shoulder to be that uh, matriarch (laughs) (laughs) it's it's something that she sees inside of you as an organizer as a person that likes to have family around and so that's a very treasured thing to me when when spirit does that Mm -hmm. because they, they see something in you that you don't even see yourself Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I really, I, I really feel like that's why Lorraine stopped in to, to tell you that. Like, pass it on, pass it on. Let the little ones know what family's all about. If Kat refuses, will she be haunted for the rest of her life? <laughs> no. You might, you might start smelling pies in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that was her message, and I felt like that was the most important message because she kept on showing it and showing it and showing it, and she showed you in the center of it. So I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, I feel like that's kind of your thing and you're going to be, it's going to flow. It'll be, it'll be this really cool experience for you. Um, Um, I heard the name John earlier and then I heard it again. Is somebody named John in the family that then has like a John also like a John junior or something like that? Cause I heard John twice. So, um, well, not related to Catherine's person, but my name is John Jr. and my dad's name is John. Oh, um, so you're a John Jr. Okay. Both, both so of us are still me. living. Okay, and that's and that's you're fine. That means somebody. I, that means yep. somebody is trying to talk about you. Okay, so when I wrote down John, it said, "Oh, uh, they said it twice." I underlined two, and I said one is named after somebody. Is there a I said Carol earlier, but that's not part of this. Is there a Sanders? I don't know why I wrote down Sanders. It's not a weird, it's not a common name to be, but I wrote down the word Sanders. I was wondering if that was associated with your family at all. Um, no, no uh, Sanders in the family. Okay. And is there something associated with trains with you or your dad? Trains. Because I wrote down train. I kept seeing a train, and so when I, write, when I, look at, when I see something, I have to write it down. Mm. Or anybody else in the room? I I don't think there's an association okay. with trains, but there, you know, maybe okay. there might there might be. 
Okay. That's um, just a big question mark. And also, <laughs> when, I, when I was meditating, I kept on seeing produce, and I don't know why, but every time I opened and closed my eyes, I kept on seeing produce for as far as I could see. Is yeah. somebody associated with produce? Do you see a specific type of produce? I see round produce, like oranges or tomatoes or something like that. So I couldn't figure it out, but I just saw produce. Um, well, yeah. So I'm I'm grew up in Kansas, and uh, both both sides of uh, my family are all farmers. Okay, so, so farming. Mm-hmm. And let's see. So that might be something related to. Um, was your dad's dad also a j name or no he he was not who who is he trying to what's he trying to tell me hold on Uh, because i think this might be your dad's dad that's talking about this okay was he he, did he start oh sorry is he he on the other side yeah he's on the other side okay so this would be your grandfather Mm -hmm. okay was did he do the farming was he start? Was his uh, ancestry line the farmers? Yeah, I mean it was okay. like like all ancestry lines in my family. Okay. but yeah. this is on your dad's side. Yes, okay. mm-hmm. so yeah, that's what he's showing me because he's showing me kind of a little while back um, mm-hmm. with the produce with the with the produce. But this would be a very proud man. Um, yeah, for, for him to talk about his produce, he's a proud man. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like him. <laughs> um, I see the typical farmer. I see overalls and a tractor. And that's my symbol for a hardworking man. Okay. Um, I also see a watch. And when I see watch, I usually see a man that was very in tune with time and routine. Hmm. Do you remember your grandfather being like that? I don't remember, but, you know, I guess my my dad and my grandfather had kind of a, a little bit of an estranged relationship. Okay. Okay. So... Do, do you feel it was because he was a very, oh, what's the word, difficult man to be around? Yeah. It's your grandfather, because he's showing me a very stern um, presentation with his demeanor, and then he then he's turning around, and he's softening, and he says, I get it now. And so that, to me, it's he's learning lessons on the other side for the way he treated people here. Okay. So I feel like I feel like he was just very difficult to get along with, and that I think that's why I also saw the watch. It's just always rushing, hurry, just leave me alone, kind of. I'm doing my thing, da 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 da. But always a worrier too, worried, 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 and it took away a lot of today's joy. And you know, for him, he didn't really live in the moment, and so I feel like that's what he he uh, had a lot of is- issues with people because he was always stressed out, worried, and and difficult to get along with. Hmm. So people kind of backed away from him. Oh, let's see. So did your dad have uh, brothers as well and they worked at the farm? Uh, he had one brother. Okay, because I see another male uh, working and, and doing stuff. And, uh, uh, let's see. But his sisters also did. Uh, one one brother, two sisters, and they all did oh. uh, okay. work. So. Is one kind of stepped away from the whole farming stuff or... or or one's in it. I keep saying one, and I don't know if it means one is only doing it or one uh, has stepped out. Um, none are farmers today. None of them yeah, are. They all pursue different professions. So your dad is the only, is your dad still in it? No, he is not. Okay, what's he showing me then? He's showing me one, and I don't know what that, 
why he's doing that. They all stepped away. Did they sell the farm? Yeah, I think my grandma still owns some farmland, okay. but uh, we don't farm oh, it okay. ourselves. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what, like, the farm that they grew up in uh, became of, of that, if that's still okay. in the family or not. She's still on the, is your, is your grandma still on the same property? You said on, on the property of the farming? No, she, uh, she is in a, uh, uh, she's not on the same property. Okay. Trying, still trying to see what he's, I do feel a lot of oof, uh, remorse from this man. Um, okay. Hmm. Uh, oh. He just has a lot of apologies for his behaviors. Um, feel like he made a lot of, um, choices that people really didn't agree with and, um, He's learned a lot on the other side. He just wants to send out that apology. He says, they don't have to accept it, but my apology is put out there to the universe for my family. I also feel like he wasn't the nicest to your grandmother. He loved her, but he yeah. wasn't the nicest to her. Yeah, they were. They divorced. And yeah. I, yeah, they definitely had, uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, at that, they, that behavior again, that behavior, those behavior issues, I feel like it was just enough was enough. Um, but he does definitely loves your grandma. He's definitely sending her, um, his love. He just didn't know how to show it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, there was, I don't know, maybe this is part of it, but there was like one Thanksgiving where he wanted everyone to, to be at Thanksgiving. And this was like after, you know, I mean, they had been divorced my whole life, but so my grandma came to Thanksgiving and then my grandpa brought invited a friend of his and the whole time we were pretty sure he was trying to like hook them up <laughs> maybe that was a weird way of him trying to show love who knows but I don't know oh, maybe he'll tell you about it <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny he brought a friend to hook up with his ex-wife yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was learning his lessons while he was still alive then <laughs> yeah possibly maybe oh, he's a swinger God. and he didn't know <laughs> I tell you, I've seen all kinds. I've seen all kinds. I've heard all kinds. <laughs> <in> some spirit. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, he kind of spun off in that little thing, but his message was um, forgiveness, please. Uh, you know, of uh, uh, being sorry. I, I always remind people, you don't have to forgive, but they feel the need to apologize. Okay. It's something that it has to, you know, that it's coming from his soul. It's not coming from a human place anymore. And the soul is so much bigger. And that means the lessons that he's learned over there are very, very strong. And he takes it very seriously. And so he is sending true heartfelt apologies without any intent of getting any forgiveness back. And mm-hmm. that is huge. That's a big lesson on the other side that they, that they learn. So that is, um, I see a lot of growth. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so um, if that gives your maybe your grandmother any kind of healing. Okay. So that's the message there. That's the message there. Um, who has a dog on the other side who has very, very curly hair and is white-colored, a light-colored dog? Does it keep on, keep on kind of hanging out with me? Does that I, sound from anybody? Yeah, I mean, I think my grandpa had a dog like that. <laughs> The one that I was just talking with. Yeah. <laughs> this was a very, you know, one of those dogs. It's like, my God, those curls are perfect, you know? Uh-huh. So it's just there. It's just been hanging around, kind of hanging around me um, for the last uh, hour or so. And I've just kind of let it be. Oh. And uh, yeah, um, animals are sweet on the other side. They just like to let their presence be known that they were around. 
Are there any other dogs? <laughs> so sorry. That's funny. I just saw I just saw a golden uh, golden retriever. Just for a quick second, I saw a golden. If that relates to anybody, yeah, um, that was mine. That, was that yours? Oh. What about goldfish? That- any? <laughs> <laughs> goldfish. Uh, I don't know. They were a little pissed off because we flushed them. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> But it was a golden retriever, hun. Well, yeah, it was. That's your baby. Did you did you do a funny little cute name? Um, Like Goldie kept on coming up, Goldie Goldie. I don't know what that was about. Um, But that's what made me think of the golden retriever. It showed a quick picture of it, and it was like I kind of tend to call all golden retrievers Goldie. I guess I don't know if that's just a frame of reference or what it is, but Mm -mm. um, wasn't his name. But. that's the only reason I got Golden Retriever because I heard the name Goldie. And I think that's just my frame of reference for Golden Retriever. Yeah, that makes sense. But, um, did you used to put, um, did you have a like a convertible or a Jeep at one point where the hair was just kind of going everywhere and this dog was like, liked the car? Because this dog is showing me being in the car, but with like a lot of air, wind everywhere. Uh, I didn't have either of those cars, but he was known to run away from our house, and the only way he'd come back is if we picked him up in a car. (laughs) (laughs) He liked the car rides. Okay. He's showing me, like, the wind blowing in the hair, the the hair blowing in the wind and just enjoying the heck out of it. Um, That's just the memory that he's giving me Mm -hmm. at this point. Um, So car memory. They they like the funniest things. I hear, I usually don't get too many messages from animals, but when I get them, they're kind of cute like that. Oh, so your little baby's around you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? Uh, this this is a uh, male, correct? Yes. Um, he says I lay in bed with you. Do you feel your dog? Um, the energy of a dog in bed with you sometimes and walking across the bed? No, but that's well, cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he is. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of, we kind of dismiss it sometimes mm. as just feeling warm and overheated in bed and we, there's no particular reason for it. Nothing has changed. But that's the energy of a dog generally next to me or a person, uh, a spirit, uh, a human. We get like this, like, woof, I get very overheated sometimes just laying there, I'm just like, what was that all about? And I can feel that energy. It's very strong. So um, kind of look for that because he's showing me that's the way he shows himself to you. No. Yeah. So um, he just says, I don't leave the dog hair around anymore. <laughs> hey, you would find it. I would find his dog hair like years after he died. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> I think that's why he wanted me to mention the dog hair. <laughs> I just don't leave the dog hair around anymore. Um, okay. I, earlier, I was writing, before I do reading, I always do, like, I write things down. That's why I got, you know, Lorraine, and that's why I got the, the John twice and this, that, and the other. I also wrote down elephants. Does that have anything to do with anybody? Because I can't, I couldn't stop seeing elephants for about two minutes. Elephants? Elephants. Hmm. Is this some? Is it somebody's, like, spirit animal, or do, does somebody on the other side maybe really love elephants, and you have that connection with them? My grandpa was a staunch Republican, so maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe a lot like, of Republicans well, okay. in our family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know what the elephant. That's from. funny. So I just put that aside because I was like, 
if I don't say it, it could be that one thing that really meant something to somebody like, oh, that's my spirit animal. I see elephants all the time every time I think of my grandma, blah, 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 blah. So I do have a habit of just even even if it seems silly to me, I do write it down. Mm-hmm. And I, I do try to speak it because it's somebody's, you know, somebody's thought and I wanted to um, do it. I also wrote down, <laughs> it was really weird. I wrote down blade of glass, of grass, but they had me highlight blade, and I don't understand. Um, and then I saw a, like a soccer field. Does that mean anything to anybody? Um, the soccer field, not so much. But my uh, grandpa did cut off his uh, finger in a, a tractor blade. Oh. Um, so I don't know if that. Maybe. And this was the same grandpa. This is the same grandpa. Are you okay. getting it from like a different? Can you I, can you differentiate between like a one message kind of has like a one voice and then like another spirit kind of has a different voice in your? Usually in your... yes, usually okay. yes. But sometimes when I jump ahead, when before I do the reading and I'm writing, I'm just writing down words and phrases and memories and thoughts, and they all kind of get jumbled, and then I'm trying to fine tune them. Um, so specific, the, the blade. And so the blade, the blade, and so the and the. the I wrote the blade of grass and then it didn't seem right. And that's why they had me highlight blade. And so that was, it could be, it could have been your grandpa's segue in. And then I had already written the, the John twice kind of thing. And so that segue grandpa in. So that could have just been his way. He knew. Because, well, that's very specific to him. When he knows, he knows JJ needs more validation. <laughs> right, right. And when they, when they tell me, show me these things, it is, it's all about validation. It's all about them saying, I'm really here. This is really me. Um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't known about the produce and the farmers and the this, that and the other, cause I don't know who I was even going to read today. So right. <laughs> they, Same. Are very, they, they are very specific. So in those weird little things so that it can come out, um, during the reading. Let's see who else. Um, don't want to leave anything out in the front here. Um, it, so I felt a child earlier, but I didn't recognize that it was a child on the other side or that somebody that passed left a small child. This would have been like a very small child. Would they be, they'd have to be dead? The, either the child is on the other side or the person died and left a child here. Hmm. I couldn't figure out the connection. I'm still not able to. Um, usually when I feel children on the other side, it's very strong. Um, they're usually the first ones that come through, and this was not the case, so I think that's why I questioned it. So this could be them talking about a child they left behind. Did somebody leave a small child behind? Mm-mm. To, be raised, to be raised by somebody else or, you know, a family member had to step up. Um, my dad threw me in a ceiling fan when I was a child <laughs> and then not being unconscious, but I'm still here, I think. <laughs> I don't know if this true. is like I don't know if this is part of reading, but I did have a friend who like lost a child recently. But um Okay, okay. So this could be the child on the other side. Um maybe that's why because it wasn't who I was reading. This is for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that that could be why I'm not getting the strong connection, because if it was you that lost a child, boom, it would come front forward. They would be first because it's just like mom, mom, mom. Right. Um, so if this is somebody for somebody, I get the connection now. 
Okay, let me see. Was this a girl? Mm-hmm. Because okay, it was a, definitely a pink blanket that I see. And I do see color um, with boys and girls. So the pink blanket is very, um, you know, the pink and blue blankets are very strong. Um, also, <laughs> side note away from this, um, when I see somebody on the other side who is of, uh, by choice, you know, gay, gay or lesbian, mm-hmm. uh, I, I see pink confetti. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the neatest thing. And it was just their way of showing me. And I'm like, oh, God, did I just see what I saw? Right. <laughs> just cool. so, you know, that, 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 that was hilarious to throw out there. Yeah. So this Still is out and proud on the other side. More than anything, showing you what a sense of humor they have and how funny it is to try to read people on the other side. <laughs> okay, this little girl. Um, I keep on seeing three. Was this person, uh, this child associated with three months, three years, um, mm-hmm. three weeks early, three months early? Was three associated with, with this child? She was three months old. Okay, so the three months, because the three was very big to her. Oh, was this a case where it just kind of stopped breathing? Yeah. Because I feel like no pain. I don't feel the distress. I don't feel anything. I just feel nothing all of a sudden. Um, so I didn't feel like, you know, foul play was in, involved or there was a horrific accident. I just felt sleep. So do they consider this SIDS? No. Um, I don't know how much I can go into detail, but. So the, the, so the baby's just validating. I simply like fell asleep they couldn't do anything about it. Was this baby born premature and the lungs weren't developed all the way? Kind of. She okay. had a traumatic brain injury in the womb. Oh, in the womb. Okay. So since she's showing me, I simply fell asleep. Okay. So um, was there a, uh, I don't know how much you know of this baby. Do you know the family really well? Um, I was in OT school with uh, her mom and followed her on social media because okay. Mm-hmm. okay do you know if her mother is on the other side because she says uh, uh grandma energy um welcomed her so it could be her grandmother or her great-grandmother um i don't know if you know if the um if your friend's mother has passed or the grandmother I think, that's what I, feel. I think both grandmothers are still alive because there was like a grandmother energy that welcomed her and so she wants your friend to know I felt welcomed right away and I was never afraid I felt a female energy with me that I recognized um, so I just this it gives the parents that peace mm-hmm. there was a very very peaceful crossing over um, was there something to do with squishing up the head did somebody like squish the head was there like forceps involved or something? Uh, uh, with the describe uh, forceps. Well, was there something the squishing of the head when she was in womb? Was there? I, I don't know why she showed me that. I'm I, feeling like a like her head was squished. I um I don't I don't think I don't know all the details. I just know that she sustained like she lack of oxygen in the womb, which okay. led to. I just feel something in the head, um, and I don't know why, but I feel like a pressure. So I don't know if they were like, if it was when they were trying to get her out, or I don't, I don't know what she's showing me. But um, I don't feel like she ever really felt it, um, more so than she's just showing it. She's just kind of showing me. She doesn't have any memories per se to share with me, 
mm-hmm. because it wasn't very long that she lived on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Was there a brother? Does she, have, does she have a brother at home? Mm, nope. No brother. Okay, well, then she has a brother that's going to be born then because she's talking about her brother. Cool. So they'll, um, she's talking about the future because um, she says, I have a brother. That's reassuring that they'll have more children is what I'm feeling and that she will be with that brother. So that's that reassurance that she's feeling me, uh, showing me right now. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's see. I feel like a, uh, her passing has just caused like a very, very difficult time for your friend. Like she had to stop working and there's just like this pause in her life. Mm-hmm. That's been really, really tough. Yeah, just pause. And that's what she, she used the word pause. She just wants to reassure her family. It's okay to move forward. There's nothing they could have done. I think there's guilt associated with this that they think they did something wrong. It's nothing that they did wrong. Mm-hmm. So this child just wants to really make sure that the family's okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. So it's all these people for other people. Do you go Except your aunt. <laughs> Yeah, your only family that try to come through. I've had a lot of um, friends that have lost people. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, try to get back to that sister energy, the teacher that died in the car. I'm gonna see if there's anything there because she had me kind of look over that page again. So who? Uh, that woman who died in the car. Her sister was a teacher. Her sister was a teacher. Okay. <laughs> Just not getting a strong connection there. It's too far back um, in relationship. So it's Jess or Jesse. I just heard the name Jess. Jesse. I don't know if it's female or male. That relate to anybody? Um, not, not to me. No, not to me. I have an uncle Jeff. Is he on the other side or living? Other side. Other side. Okay. Is he an interesting character? Um, you remember him being kind of interesting? Not like in a weird, particular way. <laughs> not in an interesting way. <laughs> I found him interesting. Um, wonderful, uh, wonderful man. A little eccentric. Would you <laughs> consider him eccentric? Because I keep seeing this person as eccentric, a little off, a little odd, but funny and charismatic. <laughs> People loved him, but he was definitely his own little little bird. Uh, not from my sense. memories, but okay. I always knew him as just, you know, an uncle at family. Uncle Jeff. Uh, I'm trying to connect Someone on the other side who's very eccentric. Oh. There's some... <laughs> I hate to even say it. Okay, was there somebody on the other side who's a cross-dresser? <laughs> now that I don't know if that's my grandpa or not. It's <laughs> never yeah. been shared with me. <laughs> Huh, interesting. Not I, that I, I know seeing, of. I keep seeing a man dressed in men's clothes, and I keep seeing changing into woman's clothes and then back to men's clothes, and I've never experienced this before in a reading, and so... Wow. <laughs> I, I was like, huh, interesting. So you might want to ask some family members. <laughs> uh, Mom, was Uncle, was Uncle Jess a cross-dresser? Just real quick. <laughs> and I don't know if it was associated with him or what it was, but I keep seeing someone very eccentric and somebody who was 
very interesting. And then I just saw the man change to the woman, change back into the man. So, I mean, it could have been somebody who was considering having an operation as well. I felt like a female, but I was in a man's body kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And in particular days and far back, you know, they didn't do that. But it could have been some, the way that they felt. Mm-hmm. And so not even as much as a cross-dresser, but, but thinking about it and always, you know. So that's just like a big question mark. But there's, they're there. <laughs> they're there. <That's> <laughs> Okay. Um, who's Paul? I feel the name Paul just popped mm-hmm. up. I always want to say Paul, the wine guy from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think no Pauls on our. No, the one, so. the one with the watch. <laughs> <laughs> I watched too much of Friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel an R name, like an older name, like a Ruth or a Rachel. Um. Ruth uh, is my grandmother who passed away. Okay. Okay. Because she said old name, and those are the old names. Um, okay. And she was like 96 when she died, so she has both <laughs> an old name and an old death. Definitely an old name, yep. Um, let's see, Ruth. She's kind of an ornery woman. Uh, or, yeah. Towards the end, especially. Um, <laughs> Her husband was a uh, like old school preacher. Uh, again, they were pretty old, so they grew up in kind of that old school lifestyle. Right. I just kind of see an ornery woman, and uh, did she have dementia towards the end? Just kind of a head thing going on where she didn't really know too much what was going on. Yeah, I know my grandmother on the other side did. Um, I'm not as sure uh, about Ruth if she had dementia or not. She she lived pretty far away uh, from okay. me as a child, so I would see her like once every five or six, ten years. Okay, not enough to really understand. Yeah, so I definitely feel a woman on the other side with dementia, with a kind of a woo, out there kind of a thing towards the end. They point to their head and they kind of feel I kind of feel cloudy when they do that. My my brain kind of feels a little cloudy. Um. Yeah, the that one would be Verdi, which is also a super old name. Okay. Oh, what's, what's both your grandmas there right now? I definitely feel grandma energy right now. Actually, I almost. <laughs> um, I, I feel one of them like hitting the table with a ruler, and I don't. <laughs> well, she was a uh, a big member of the church and taught Sunday schools and and ran, you know. A lot. And she also had like seven children. Oh God! So she needed to be kind of a stern hand. That's just kind of my symbol for she was a stern woman. Like she needed things to be right the way it was. Blah, 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 blah. So it's not like she hit people with it. it oh, was she like, might have. <laughs> they were real big into corporal punishment. <laughs> it's my symbol for a very stern woman and very, you know, um, that's just what she's showing. Um, definitely has soothed out on the other side now that she knows what it's all about. Big lesson there of you don't have to be like that on this side. <laughs> um, to enjoy life and to really have a good afterlife, you don't have to be like that. <laughs> we we uh, do not promote corporal punishment on this podcast. No, so. <laughs> no. And, and also excessive religion and throw, uh, shoving it down people's faces and thinking that the only way that the only way is really it, from what I feel from the other side. That's not what it's all about on the other side. It's all mm. about unity, all one, you know, mm. and that's what I like to, to relate to people that I'm reading. It's like, if this is how they were here, they're actually saying, gosh, I, I wish I didn't spend so much time um, being this way. I sure did 
uh, waste a lot of my life enjoying. Uh, I could have enjoyed a lot more of my life, so to speak. Um, but that's just my opinion. That's just what I feel from spirit. Oh. So Ruth, okay. Grandma Ruth. <laughs> I just saw, I don't know, when I saw her just now, she put the bicycle theme kind of from Wizard of Oz with the little dog in the mm-hmm. front of the basket. I don't know if that was just her demeanor, like everybody was like afraid of her or if she was grouchy like that, or that's how she saw herself. Does that make sense to you? Uh, good question. Um, or, or maybe she wasn't that attractive because the woman on there was not very attractive. I don't know what she's showing, why she's showing me that. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't a hottie, that's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, Ruth. So she, I think she's making light of it, but, you know. So it's just, that's the portrayal that she's given me, the the old, you know, grouchy woman in The Wizard of Oz. <sighs> this is definitely weird because you guys, I mean, there's three of you there. So I'm like, I think it's just all getting like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Um, but I don't feel like I got anything from the third person. Is that Noah? Well, yeah. that, that was me, Ruth. and, hey, and... Wait, who, am I, who, who, who hasn't got somebody yet? I think you've hit us all. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Noah and I probably just have similar voices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, that, like, that white male like beard was, voice. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was leaving somebody out. I'm like, oh gosh, oh gosh, there's three of them there. Um, Cat, Cat's family always seems to take over on things because, you know, it's no, Cat's no, they're so rude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's, there's sometimes I can't do uh, reading with two people in the same room with two different families because one family is so overwhelming. The other one doesn't get anything. So, when I get that, I'm saying, I'm so sorry, maybe you're going to have to come back another time because you literally got nothing going on. <laughs> that is funny because I, I have met your family, Catherine, and they're very, like, like outgoing and energetic, and, and my family is much more quiet and reserved. <laughs> so that, that makes sense to but me. But my that. family on the other side would push their families out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture, I like, my... one ghost phone, and they're all fighting to get to the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Way yeah. to go, family, if you're listening. <laughs> Proud that of you. That is so funny. Cat, <laughs> uh, was your... Um... Do you know much about Margaret and her um, her life and what she did? Was she a seamstress or was somebody a seamstress? Uh, I see a lot of sewing. I keep seeing sewing and then I kind of associate with Margaret. I'm not sure. That's a okay. good question. I see somebody as a seamstress, so kind of ask the family. And I just see a lot of sewing. They made their own clothes. They did this. I don't know if they did it professionally, like in a job, but I keep mm-hmm. seeing a sewing machine in front of them. My grandmother that's still living like in a nursing home and dementia uh-huh. kind of thing. She sewed like all of her clothes as babies and like her, my mom's clothes when they grew up big into sewing. Okay. Okay. But um, not on which, her, not that I know of on Margaret's side. Okay. I'm just trying to see if I'm getting anything else from them or, the, or if the phone lines are going dead. I got to have a little, little ghost joke every now and then <laughs> is, is, is there a ghost request line or do you just have to do you, you just have to kind of sit and see what comes to you like if somebody I, gives you a name I, or i literally have to just kind of see what comes to me i can ask spirit for help which i've done a couple times and then as soon as i ask spirit for help i'm like you know i'm struggling with the name here or something and then boom i got ruth and then boom i got lorraine um, boom, I got John associated with another John. It's just, 
how it comes. And, and if I don't have a, a frame of reference to that name, I'm not going to get that name. Like uh, Lorraine's nickname, I wouldn't have been able to ever get that. Um, but she was showing me because <laughs> I knew it was something weird and I've never heard. So that's just kind of how they come. But um, spirits just come when they come and, and they kind of pick and choose and some do step back and stay back a little bit. I actually um, have a spirit kind of further back is what I, when I use the word back, I kind of see them behind me and off to the side of me. This one's way in the back. This one would have had guilt associated with their life. This would have been a person who was an alcoholic or a drug addict, a sex abuser, sex, you know, offender, um, or took their own life. That's how I mm-hmm. see, and I call them my peekaboo spirits, because that's how I see them. They're peeking around the corner, and then they're dropping their head in shame. So <laughs> how do you deal with when uh, people come to you and want to speak specifically to a dead relative? Because I know that's a lot of people that seek out mediums or people that... You know, maybe they lost a sibling uh, too soon or things of that nature. What? How, how do you I deal do, with that? I do usually get those uh, first, um, but it's always for the highest and best good of the sitter. And so I have to take, you know, they have to take that in account. Sometimes um, it's not right timing, da, 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 da. but for the most mm-hmm. part, they do come through. Teresa, uh, how often do you have people or spirits reach out to you about your own life? About my, about my what? About your own life. Like kind of how these, during these readings, you know, there's spirits connecting with the people you're doing readings for. Do you also have spirits try to butt in and tell you things about you? <laughs> oh, about myself? No, I have to get my own readings from other people. Kind of sucks, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read myself because then is it, am I validating it or I'm just having a memory of it? Am I just thinking it? Mm-hmm. If I don't get validations from other people, I don't know if they're there or not. So I can feel my grandma. I can feel my dad. I can feel people on the other side. They actually communicate with me through music. I feel a lot of music and symbols. My heart, my heart rocks, like I think we talked about before. Um, I get songs. My dad has a very specific song, and I hear it at least once a day, the damn song that's anywhere I go, it'll be on. It'll be at the grocery store when I'm shopping for groceries. So it's really funny. So I think it's when I need it is when they kind of come through. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So speaking of, of symbols, I want to ask you if, you have any thoughts on people bringing like a, a specific item to a reading that is maybe connected with someone who is on the other that, side? That does occasionally work. We yeah. mean one of us brought something. Oh, one of you brought. <laughs> <to them. laughs> um, I would usually have to hold it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so gotcha. yeah, if I if somebody brought a, a uh, something to a reading, I would hold it. I've actually. We did a experiment one time when I was doing my mediumship development course, just so you know how it works. Um, I can't remember the, uh, what it's called when you actually hold an object. Hmm. I don't know. It's just lost. We, we all closed our eyes. We all reached into a tray of that each of us brought something. And so we eat, eat, reach in and pulled up an object that was not ours. We didn't get to see it. We just got to hold it. And then we talked about it afterwards. And so with our eyes closed the whole time. So I was holding an object, metal object. I couldn't even understand what it was. I couldn't get a shape off or anything. It was um, size of a rock, kind of a small rock. And it had these weird edges and stuff to it. I was like, I don't understand what this is. But I got a clear vision of Tijuana. And I'm from San Diego, so I know Tijuana because I used to go down there as a teenager and drink way too much. 
<laughs> and um, and then I kept seeing a lion. I have no idea why I was seeing this. And mind you, I was very new to all of this. And so when we opened up our eyes, I looked at the object and it was a lion keychain. Oh, cool. And I was like, holy cow. And then when it came to my turn to share, I said, oh, interesting. And I was writing down. I was writing down on my, I have to write, even with the no, with my eyes closed, I was writing down lion and Tijuana. <laughs> and so I showed my, my group my notes and I'm like, I saw a lion and I saw Tijuana and the girl that brought it said, oh my God. And she goes, she's from San Diego too. And I didn't even know it until then. She's from San Diego too. And her dad went down to Tijuana and bought that for her mom. Oh, that's really cool. Wow. That is how it works. So Teresa, last time you were on, uh, you shared a couple of ghost stories with us about apparitions you had seen and things of that nature. And with this uh-huh. being a ghost story podcast, <laughs> are there any other stories that maybe you didn't share last time that might interest our listeners? Uh, did I share the ones that my daughter has seen? No. Oh you, God. You if, brief- I'm rem- <laughs> if I'm remembering these from five years ago, whew. Oh, you man. briefly yeah. mentioned, you know, that she has some of these gifts as well, but that's and I that. won't say her name. So she can't be mad at me. Um, <laughs> Um, my daughter walked into the kitchen. Mind you, my daughter is more open than me and doesn't really know how to protect herself. And she was 16. She walked into the kitchen. It was a hot summer night, no AC in the house. And whew, these nights can get pretty, pretty warm. She walked into the kitchen in the middle of the night to get some ice out of the freezer and had the freezer door opened to the right. And she was pulling ice out and so to her right coming down the hallway she could see clearly somebody was standing there and her friend was over that night and she said you better not try to scare me in the middle of the night or she thought it was me or something and nobody said anything and so she closed the freezer door and there was a girl standing there about her age about 16 she looked like the walking dead oh my goodness and uh, my daughter didn't scream, but she put her hand over her mouth to scream. And then she ran right through her to get back to the bedroom because she was walking in the hallway, which must have been horrific in itself that she could have even gone close to this girl. But she wasn't afraid in the sense of she was going to hurt her. She was just afraid in the sense that this she was there, but she felt like this girl was trying to talk to her. And that's what she just couldn't, and she couldn't understand it. She did not wake me up. I was just starting a new job. And guess where I was working, Kat? That's <laughs> where I met you. I had just started Honey, there. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> River Park. River Park. So, uh, okay. River Park. So she knew that I was just starting work there, and she didn't want to disturb me. So she didn't talk to me about it until the next mm. day. She has had that, and she also had something grab her from under her bed. I was in the kitchen. Her boyfriend at the time was in the bathroom in the hallway, and she was in her bedroom, and this all was in one line all the way down our hallway. It was very long. And I heard this blood-curdling scream. I looked down the hallway. I saw her boyfriend's face look out of the bathroom. He looked at me. I looked at him, and I said, go to her. And as she, as uh, he was running to her, she was running across the hallway into my room to get out of her room. And she was hysterical, and it took her about 15 minutes to tell me that something grabbed her leg under the bed. And um, she felt it grab her ankle. It wasn't something hit her, like her skateboard was under there. It grabbed her ankle and went let go. Did she see what grabbed her? No, no, she did not. So the next day, uh, when she was at work, I went and picked up the 
boyfriend, now ex-boyfriend, I picked up the boyfriend and said, you were helping me sage the house. He said, no, I'm not. I said, yes, you are. He said, no, I'm not. I said, yes, you are. <laughs> I said, uh, whatever's in the house is going to take a lot more than just me. And so um, we staged the house. We went through every room and then we got to her room and we both had the chills, like our goosebumps from head to toe. We were sick to our stomach. I staged once. I staged under the bed. I staged in the closet. I staged above. I had the window open. I staged again. And he looked at me and goes, it's still here. We both felt it so strong. And it's very rare that I feel darkness but I felt darkness. I only feel the light. And so when I feel darkness, I'm very aware of the dark. And I did the stage one more time under the bed, in the closet, and in all four corners. And I kind of got a little angry. And I said, I need you to get the F out of my daughter's room. And I was not, um, I was not um, saying it politely. And at that moment, we both saw a dark uh, smoke coming through my daughter's bed. Hovering above my daughter's bed, hovering, 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 and went out the window. We had white smoke, and we were at the closet when this happened, because <laughs> Sage is white. Oh, so the Caitlin, room was already smoky. The, no, the room was actually only smoky where we were, and it was white smoke. This was dark smoke that came through the bed. And you both we saw both, We both clearly saw it. We couldn't get out of that room fast enough. We tripped over each other 15 wow. times going down the hallway and trying to get out the door. We got to the end of the hallway into the family room and just stared at each other. And he's like, what the F was that? And I said, that would be what grabbed my daughter. Well, we and had another guy on the podcast we interviewed and he said, well, even before on the podcast, just as a conversation I had with them, he was like, if you ever feel that, you know, something's in your house, a dark spirit or something, and you're afraid to look under your bed or afraid to open the door, confront it, open the door, look under your bed, yes. tell it to get yeah. out, like be stern with exactly. it. Exactly. That's exactly what I did. And I knew I had to, this was to protect my daughter. I felt this thing was so evil. And I was like, oh, ain't happening. And yeah. so mommy energy, mommy, uh, energy took over. Yeah. And, Big mom energy. And so I, I confronted it exactly that I confronted it and, um, I felt it gone the second it left. Mm -hmm. So, and so did he. And so my, I picked up my daughter from work and we came back to the house and, um, uh, my daughter was kind of walking down the hallway and, and she goes, what's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> the sage <laughs> it kind of was in the house a little bit still uh, and I go I don't know I don't I don't know what you're talking about and she goes she's like oh okay she went into her room mind you she didn't go in her room uh, up until that moment because it happened the night before she did not sleep in the room and um so she went in her room and she just kind of went hmm it feels better yeah. <laughs> we did we did not oh. tell her we were saging she said it feels better in here and I said, oh, well, I'm glad. I, maybe whatever was bothering you last night's yeah. gone. And we, we didn't tell her at the time that we saged. So, Teresa, you said that you don't feel that dark energy very often. Is there another time that you felt? I felt it um, when I lived in San Diego a lot before I really, you know, put this kind of gift together with what's around me and stuff. Um, I would be vacuuming. And for some reason, when I vacuumed, I guess it's the white noise. I just would feel stuff all around me. It, it made me so on edge all the time. I felt uh, sick to my stomach. 
I felt twitchy, like, like looking back to my right, looking to my left to the point where um, I had a house cleaning business. I left a house one time undone. I couldn't finish it. Yeah, that happens to my dogs, too, when I vacuum. <laughs> well, I think that's about all the dark stuff that I've experienced, just those feelings. I've seen, like, this seeing a spirit, a really dark energy in the back of a truck one time staring at me, and all of a sudden it disappeared. That's, like, that was, like, startling. And it was over by the hospital that they were building. Um at the time, over here in Springfield, I kind of have a feeling it was mixed with that. It was something to do with them digging up the ground, and this—I I, I, just—that's the feeling I got. It was just really this dark energy was very strange. Um, was it otherwise, a, it's just did, feelings. Did it look like a face, or what did you see staring back at you? I saw a very grotesque man's face. Just kind of give me this look, and and then he was—he had no hair. It was like a bald kind of a look, um, wearing dark clothes, and all of a sudden it was gone. And I was in a van, so I could see into the truck, the bed of the truck, and I looked down at the, and it was empty. And I'm like, holy shit! Okay, okay, all right. So I just saw something very weird, and it, it startled me. And I was afraid it was going to follow me home. I was all freaked out about it, but it never bothered me again. And how so, do you, how do you, just as a human, how do you compartmentalize an experience like that? Because I think for most <laughs> of us, that would send us over the edge. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think it just is who I am. Ever since I was so young, I've had to do so many uh, things like that of, of just dealing with it. Because, you know, seeing them standing in my doorway and stuff like that. I, I don't know if you ever get used to it. I think you just know that you're okay every time that you're okay and i always ask for protection i would say please lord protect me please lord protect me please lord protect me and that helps me a lot um so i always try to bring the good in and that always makes me feel a lot better and i and just to kind of wrap things up i did have another question so cat was alluding to we had um devin on the podcast he did a two-parter where he shared some experiences he had a lot of experiences with kind of these dark entities or what we might refer to as like demons things like that right. to the extent of it was invading his dreams trying to convince him to kill himself have, have oh, you wow. experienced through your readings or just through your experiences with the supernatural things that on that level or entities on that level? Um, or have you heard of things like that happening before? Heard from people, but never anything myself and not anything that I can remember specifically. Just like, oh, that was that's creepy kind of thing. I, I think I do best by not thinking about it. I don't watch scary movies. I don't read scary books. I don't watch scary television shows. I don't even watch commercials that have things that could stay in my mind. And so I think um, people with sensitive sensitivity like, like I have, we have to protect ourselves. And I think people don't. And I think that's where that can kind of come into the dreams and stuff like that. Because you're already susceptible. You, you're already sensitive. You're already like, hey, uh, this person's open. And if you're not really blocking yourself, um, you're not really blocking your thoughts. Yeah. You know, and, and, if you're not being careful. And that's something that I've found the most fascinating about this podcast so far. It started from a area of skepticism for me. And now since we've done some episodes and we've spoken with you and we've spoken with Devin and just through kind of promoting the podcast with friends of mine and the real world, I've met other people who are like you and Devin who see spirits often and, and have to deal with 
this stuff for better or worse uh, to the extent where some of them are afraid to come on the podcast because they don't want to heighten their experiences any more than they already have them Mm -hmm. and they won't watch scary movies. They won't even listen to the podcast because they're so afraid of taking things to another level for themselves. And that's not something that I had ever considered that people had to deal with in their everyday life. Yeah. I've also been warned about doing this podcast that it could summon things or energies. And you know, I, I, I've heard both ways and stuff. I think just being careful and true to yourself and, and keeping your, uh, your, your thoughts positive is huge. I just have always done positive, not always, but I, I really do practice positive thinking. And when you add in all that negative stuff and those negative vibes, that's not positive living and that's not positive thinking. So you are more susceptible. And I can see why people would have these awful dreams and experiences with demonic stuff and, and all that kind of stuff. You're more open. You're just letting yourself be very open. So um, I do imagine a, a bubble around me often, and mm-hmm. I keep that bubble nice and safe. Yeah. And I think people need to practice that more when they are as sensitive. Well, as we wrap up, do you have any last words for our listeners regarding doing readings? Um, would you like to promote your email or how they can contact you to maybe set up a reading with you? Sure. They can do uh, healingheartsmedium at yahoo.com. And that's the best way to get a a hold of me until my website's up. I'm having somebody design it right now. Oh, great. Awesome. It's it's just, uh, it's been chaotic a little life over here in Oregon. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. It was such a cool experience. Um, Uh, Thank you. If I get anything from any of these other spirits, because sometimes I do, I'll let you know. Are they still there hanging around? (laughs) Oh, they've kind of winded down a little bit. I usually know because I'm not getting any clear pictures anymore. There's not much clarity. Um, They kind of into the light. And so I just kind of let them kind of go there. And I think yeah. For the most part, they. Uh, I think there's still going to be one or two messages that might come through, and I can let you know, Cat. You would have to get validation from some of your friends and stuff like that. So, right. and Teresa, I did um, want to read you one email that we got regarding your last episode. Uh, I thought sure. you might enjoy that. So Sarah reached out to us, and she said, "I'm a skeptic as well, but got some chills listening to the Teresa uh, episode where she shared her story as a medium, and I planned to email her, and she wanted to let <laughs> um, us know how much she enjoyed that episode, and it kind of excited her." to explore more uh, into the supernatural world. So I thought that's you wonderful. That's wonderful. That. I, I think my main goal is to have people just know that it's okay. It's not, it doesn't have to be a negative experience. It could be a great experience to have a message from a loved one on the other side, especially something that's so needed. It's, it's a wonderful experience and we shouldn't, we shouldn't be afraid of it. We should not have fear. The, yeah, other, the other side is all around us. They're not millions of miles away. To me, they're not. They're, they're in a different dimension, so to speak, but it's right next to us right. always. I think our loved mm-hmm. ones are always nearby. I think that's why we feel them so much. I mean, they're always just a whisper away and mm-hmm. a thought away. Our thoughts are very strong. We have to remember that. Our thoughts are very strong when we want them. They're there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Teresa. You're welcome, I, guys. I hope been... I can do it again sometime. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I was a little nervous, but I hope I did okay. Oh, yeah, it was you were great. And if if spirits are still still lingering, tell them to uh, check out the podcast, like, subscribe, and review it. 
Uh, our, our listeners who aren't on the other side, y- you can go do the same thing too. So. Yeah, and, uh, awesome. you can let the spirits know they can email us at the Real Hauntings Podcast at gmail.com and share some more stories. Oh, and us. find awesome. us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Hauntings Podcast. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye. 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 All right, guys. So you just heard uh, Teresa share some readings with us and then some more ghost stories. Yeah. So, JJ, Kat, what are your thoughts on that? That was a little, uh, it was interesting. It was different than what I thought it was going to be like. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. So, I, even though I, I don't know, there was. I guess my, my grandfather apparently came through. I'm a little skeptic still. Um, yeah, because I think we could all tell how, like, she would say a name. And it was harder because it was on the phone and yeah. all three of us. But she'd say a name and be like, any of you have this? And then it, it, it can, I see how it can be, like, we're feeding her stuff to get, go down different Right, it can, sure. it can kind of feel like a fishing expedition a little bit. But some of those specifics, like the blade, I mean, that was... The blade, I, I think... You know, could have been a coincidence. Um, I, I think some of the things about like, you know, my grandpa and the relationship and him being more stern, I, I think, you know, that's kind of a common story. Um, especially for, for old farmers of that generation. So, you know, I, I can, what she said about my grandfather was like, it all felt and rang very true. Was it because of some sort of, uh, spiritual, communication was it just you know she has good intuition is able to infer those things i don't know is that what intuition is right yeah i will say i like don't believe she's lying to us when uh she says she's seen certain things or like a name's popping up into her Mm -hmm. head um but i don't know is she is that coming from the spirits or is she kind of following her subconscious and seeing that as coming through the spirits, I guess, you know, it's hard to, to know without directly experiencing it myself. Yeah. yeah. I think the things I found the most interesting were the names that she hit right like off Lorraine. the top. Lorraine and Ruth. Yeah. That was interesting when to me. When she said Lorraine and then she was like, Lala, and you were yeah. like, oh, Lottie, that, right. that yeah, was, that was cool. kind of... Yeah, also, I agree about like that generation, especially like a grandpa figure being grumpy, especially if this pe- right. peekaboo spirit was my grandpa. I don't know. It did sound like him. Um, but do all grandpas have white, fluffy, curly hair dogs. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I always assume and I still assume that when animals die, they did. I, I don't know how they can talk to us. I want to believe it. I love my animals so much. Well, they They're my best friends. they talk to us with their behaviors. They, they just can't verbalize. So you yeah. think there may be human ghosts, but not animal ghosts. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, now See, this... I think that's very Do you know uh, how overcrowded it would be? Okay, guys, this is a whole other podcast because I have this crazy story, shocking, from Oregon about a roommate I had who worked at the same place as me and Teresa as Teresa and I, sorry, uh, my, if my mom, Teresa and me. It, it's at, this, at the same place as me. Oh, Teresa and me. Yeah. Mom, are you listening? Mom, if you're listening, <laughs> email real hauntings podcast at gmail.com. And let us know if our grammar was right. <laughs> but, um, I lived with her for like three weeks 
I'm going to just tell a brief story, I promise. No, go for and, it. And um, her cats, she had three cats and she had a dog. And the dog started acting really weird, like scratching the doors and just like barking a lot. And she was like, okay, so my dog is um, never like this. The dog's name is Penny. And so one day she sits me down with her boyfriend at the time. And she goes, Catherine, I, when my other cat was alive, I called an animal communicator to help me deal with the death. So I did that again because Penny's been acting so weird. They're so serious with their faces right now. And she's like, the communicator said that Penny is stressed out because she doesn't know how to handle you. She doesn't know what you're about. She doesn't. And she was like, I don't know. It was so weird. I started laughing, but she was like, Penny doesn't like the way you treat the cats. Now, I love cats. I have a cat. But I tease them a little bit. But I was never, like, mean to them. Her and her boyfriend were seriously sitting there being like, so you need to treat them with more respect um, so that Penny can be at ease because she doesn't know who you are. Like, she feels threatened. How old were you? How old was I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, I don't Were you a kid when this happened? No, this was, like, four years ago. Oh. This was with the same time as Teresa. And then so she dove into the story about the animal, about her cat. And it was it was weird. But apparently you can go to school to be an animal communicator. Did it, I don't know. Did you treat the cat with more respect? And did you all bond? I laughed during that conversation, which she didn't like. And I was moving out like two days later anyway. So, so I, the cat was probably fine. The three uh, cats. The three cats. They, I didn't think they hated me, but I guess Penny felt threatened because she didn't know like what I was about. If you're an animal communicator and you're listening to this, we'd love to chat with you. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, if, if, if humans can be ghosts, which I'm still skeptical of, but if, if they can, why can't animals? Because really, right. we're just animals. All right. We may wear clothes and do silly things like that, but. We're all, I think we're all it's, the same kind of It life. just seems too easy. Because like, when she started talking about pets, my heart immediately was like, oh my God. But then I'm like, I, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they could all be shedding or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the specific description of that one and the fact that a golden retriever jumped out. But yeah, maybe, I mean, that is impressive. Maybe she knew I love goldens. I don't know. I know. I mean, I believe that these are her honest experiences. She mm-hmm. doesn't come off as like yeah. a shyster or anything. Right? I have heard other medium stories where dogs will pop up. Oh, that's fascinating. Wine and Spirits is a good podcast. Monica the Medium's on that for anyone listening and interested. Well, despite my skepticism, I did think that having the reading was a really cathartic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how everyone else felt. It answered a lot of questions for me, how, how they kind of work. Um, I didn't have very high expectations just because it's over the phone. I feel like a reading is something um, real or fake. It's very personal. And I think sometimes it's hard to be personal over the phone. I think she did a great job of trying to make the connections and make everything work. I think it was a little hit or miss. I think there were some great moments and hopefully those will shine through as uh, you listeners have listened to the episode. But I feel like I want more. You know, I'd have to see more. I'd have to experience more out of a reading um, before I'm willing to say, yes, that is real. I'm more inclined to believe uh, her ghost stories and some of the bigger experiences that she shared on the podcast. Just I don't know how you would make those things up. They feel too real when she yeah. tells them. I'm more inclined to jump into that pool of thought um, than I am quite ready to jump into the medium experience. But again, you know, down the road, I think it would be great for all of us to go 
I don't know if it'd be Teresa or another medium and maybe do one-on-one readings with a medium and then record that and share that on a podcast. I feel like we put a, a lot, lot of pressure. pressure on Teresa there to, let's just say hypothetically, it's all a hundred percent real. Can you imagine trying to take three people's generations of death and have those generations of death communicate and divide in between the the three people. Again. But also she does, she does group readings. Like she'll right, be in a room true. of like 30 people and have to oh, be like, that's interesting. yeah. yeah but that's the interesting. And she's also still kind of honing into her mediumship, yeah. you know, if I just picture her at like Xavier's school yeah. of magic <laughs> people. Like, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that was this week's episode of Real Hauntings. I'm JJ Crable. And I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Catherine Clark. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.